I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Today, we are talking about mastering relationships. April, what does it mean to master a relationship? Well, I think that Fabian and Jeff should tell you how to master a relationship (laughs) because they really have mastered the art of learning how to balance each other out and Mm -hmm. their love story and their engagement story, which Mm -hmm. we heard from Fabian at a retreat a few months ago. And we were like, you have to, she's been on our show before. We're like, you have to tell that Mm -hmm. to our listeners because it made me believe in love again. I was like, I believe in love. It's a really beautiful story. Yeah, they're, they're really, uh, they do. So they do a lot of their own individual work with clients, with people, with the public and on themselves. And they do collective collaborative work, both as an offering with others and within their relationships. So they're kind of like the masters of how to do relationship with yourself and with others. They do all the things. They're wonderful people. And that's rare yeah. too. It's hard to find people that you look at their relationship. At least in my world, there's not many relationships that I envy or am like, <laughs> wow, they know how to do relationships. Yeah. It's very rare. I'd say like 1% of the people I know, maybe. And, and, they're, and they're, not saying that's that. they're not saying it's perfect. Remember, there's a couple of moments where you were like, oh, what do you do if you feel like you're being pushed away and like, he, you know, he is, he's not meeting your needs. She's like, sometimes I lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like then you then how do you navigate that? So there's a lot of really good things and it is related to sex everyone because uh, we do ask is this the best sex of your life and why so, we're not going to uh, spoil it for you you have yes, to listen to the episode have to listen so before we dive in a little uh shout out we are looking for a potential intern at shameless sex april what are they going to be doing we need your us, help yeah. yeah well we need your help and it will be helping us with our social media, particularly Instagram, possibly TikTok. And you'll be working with our fabulous social media manager, mm-hmm. Paige. We can say her name because we have before, uh, who started as an intern. And you know what? She's been with us forever. She's no longer an intern. She is been uh, like part of our family now. She's a huge part of us. So there's a lot of room for growth within that. And you can apply email contact at shamelesssex.com. Make sure you put all the S's. There's three in a row right there. So uh, Amy and I will uh, hit you back when yeah. we review those. And it's it's kind of like sending a resume, although you could just kind of put an email, but send a resume of some sort. It doesn't have to be like super professional, but let us know what some of your experiences with social media. Don't just say, hey, I want to be an intern. <laughs> Give right. us a little and info. <laughs> yes. Hopefully you have some experience and then we can tell you a little bit more about the position. And we don't need images or no, we don't dick need pics to, yeah. or badge pics it's or boob pics new. just uh just a cv a resume i think i'd also like to hear why you like what what you know about sex positivity or why you would be want to be a part of the shameless sex team that will help us to know because you know the energy does matter so those i want to bang things. amy that's why i want to bang her out you're you're not hired <laughs> I'm, I'm applying right now yeah you're not hired sorry Okay. Anyways, um, so as if you've been listening to our podcast for the last what month or two now, we've been doing what we're calling teaslas at the end. So uh, sizzlas or, or trailers. We um, call them many things. Now we don't even call them one thing. They're called five things. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. All they're all the things. It's some sort of little preview for another podcast within our wonderful pleasure podcast network of the network we are a part of. Uh, a whole bunch of sex positive podcasts with different focuses within sexuality and relationships. This time we're featuring the double teamed podcast a podcast about non-monogamy sexuality and kink i got to meet uh, camilla who's a part of this podcast recently and she's wonderful so stay tuned don't tune out at the end of the show because you get a sizzla <laughs> that makes me want to get go double to- you can get double teamed <laughs> right te- after course. the show oh my <laughs> That's the uh, best name. Obviously, that's like a good great. name, Amy. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 great. Everyone's like, "What is double team?" Just stay tuned, everyone. 
So right. we're going to do a testicomonial. Testicomonial. <laughs> and this is a... Say that five to, times. Yeah, testicomonial, testicomonial, testicomonial. Oh, see, I already fucked it up. <laughs> it's a little bit about cunnilingus and rimming. Fun, right? And uh, uh, so, yeah, anyways, I'll read it. And, you know, it's from a wonderful listener. So I have been listening to your podcast for almost two years. Life-changing is an expression that is overused. So I will say that your podcasts have been sex life-changing. Love that. The top three things I credit you with are motivating me to seek professional advice from an experienced sex trauma therapist, Uber Lube, how did I know about this sooner, and Laurel's wearable STI protection underwear. On an episode from last August, you recommended dental dams and the guest mentioned Laurel's. So I decided to research them. I tried an oral dam years ago and it was not fun, sexy, or safe. I have since tried Laurel's and they are great, especially when combined with Uber Lube and they are FDA approved for mitigating the transmission of STIs. In my opinion, Laurel's are much more practical, efficient, and even super sexy compared to dental dams. So this listener is talking about Laurel's, my Laurel's is L-O-R-A-L-S.com. We are not sponsored by them. And, but I actually just looked on their site and I've talked to other people who are big fans. We, I guess we, we had talked about this in, in August, but it wasn't you and I talking about April. It was a guest recommending it. Have you ever tried dental dams, April? They're like, they are kind of fun. No, but at Pure Pleasure, <laughs> we would sell them and they looked like a plastic bag kind of like over your over your bits that you have to ha- like hold in you hold place. It. Yeah, you, they're not hands-free. Right. It's, You're just, holding it's it. just a piece of material. Well, it's, it's latex, but well, it's just a piece yeah. of latex, right? There's latex, which actually is a thinner, more silky latex. So it's not like a bag necessarily, but the non-latex ones are like bags. They're like... They're, yeah, they do not yeah. feel good. What were the, oh no, those were female condoms. I'm yes. thinking of that were the bags. They were yes, like crinkly the too. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I would not want to wear this. I'm I'm thankful that they exist for those folks that yeah. can't, whatever, don't have other options. However, they were crinkly and they reminded me of a, like a CVS bag. <laughs> yeah, totally. A hundred, and they, yeah, I've actually not used one, but for the people I know who have, they actually make a lot of sound when you're using them. They're like, so yeah anyways i thought it was really exciting to hear that there is the are these um sti underwear fda approved and they and they're they're sexy they're comfortable and they're hands-free and you wear them and it prevents the or blocks the transmissions well prevents because it's not a perfect science right stis that come through exchanging fluids and or skin-on-skin contact with people again i i don't see know the the rates of like their effectiveness and it's probably on their website but it's it's better than i mean even outside dental dams like bodies grinding like you can get well, condoms are only 85 percent effective more or less so nothing mm-hmm. is foolproof and especially yeah. for the trans there's skin to skin contact with a yeah. lot of stis or just right bodies grinding all you need is skin on skin and you can receive certain stis uh yeah. just the tip sometimes uh just uh, sometimes fingers there's a yeah. lot of different things that uh, can happen so the yeah. fact that it's fda approved is cool and if it just helps even if it's 80% or 90%. That's nice. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I think it's exciting. It's, it's an example of just that we are moving forward in some ways. Like, yeah, it'd be nicer to have like, different birth control options, but this is an, a, an exciting way that we are moving forward in the safer sex world. So go check that out. And, um, and I, by the way, I would say, didn't I get chlamydia from JTT? <laughs> you man, didn't that happen to me? Like, like six I think or eight twi- years ago? I think it happened <laughs> to you twice. <laughs> No, once I think I got it through JTT, like gr- bodies grinding. And I'm pretty sure I may have given it to someone through the same thing, a different person. <laughs> because you right, didn't know. Right after that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Right. Oh, but right. if I okay. had my laurels on, you know, problem would problem solved. So with that, well, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Anyway, so if you need to kind of lingus or rimming, there you go. Go try out some laurels and just watch out because JTT does happen and uh, STIs happen too. And then with that, they mentioned Uber Lube. So let's just remind you all why we fucking love Uber Lube. April, what do you love about Uber Lube the most? Well, no matter where I go, I bring Uber Lube with me. I'm in the mountains right now. It's super dry and Sometimes even if you're hydrated, you're not producing enough fluid. So having the Uber loop, the good, the good to go, the travelers, cute tubes, love those. And I bring it, I write, no one can tell that it's lube on my vanity, wherever I I stay. So I put it in my mouth. You just put some in your mouth before this podcast because your throat's dry. I'm going to put a little more in there right now. (laughs) Yeah. Do some in your mouth. She's putting that Mm -hmm. on there. And then of course it's, it's a great lubricant because it's pH balanced. So it doesn't, if you have any, I don't, if you have a sensitive pussy, well, it's less likely to throw the ph off yeah, yeah totally. right and then if you have I'm, a sensitive, I'm a sensitive cock, pussy. Sensi- 
What about sensitive cocks? Are there sensitive cocks out there too? Exists, but I think the pussy is just a little more sensitive. Not that y'all are sensitive with penis owners out there, but like the pussy, you, the pH is easy to throw off. Or there's people who get ra- it's a mucus membrane, so you get rashes really easily from different things that you put in or on there. So Uber Lube is definitely body. There's over three thousand doctors on board recommending it to their patients and well, doctors, therapists, educators. No flavor, no scent, no weird ingredients. It just great for anal play because oh, it doesn't yeah. last for days after, even after a shower. Or some silicone lubes will hang out on your body for a long time, even with soap and Uber lube won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the things people say about it is I didn't know lube could be this good. Like it's one of those things that you actually want in your body. Um, you're not like, Oh, this is nasty. So it's a, it's a luxurious lube. It's a luxurious lube for just about everyone. So go check it out. If you haven't tried it, go to uberlube.com and use coupon code shameless and you get 10% off and free shipping. That's in the U S you might get 10% off outside the U S but the free shipping in the U S and you might fall in love just like we have. Mm. Yeah. And love some Uber lube. Are you ready for a bio? Yes. All right. Fabienne and Jeff are a couple based in Northern California. They met and instantaneously fell in love on the dance floor, learned shortly thereafter that their minds could move in a similar way to their bodies, and they now weave their individual sex and life coaching practices together with retreat intensive and courses. They are both firm believers in only teaching things that they have personally experienced, and their relationship serves as an alchemical breeding ground for their work. To learn more, you can visit mostjeff.co and fabianannick.com. All right, everyone is interview time and we are here with repeat guests. Fabienne, I always want to say Fabienne. Is Fabienne, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Fabienne, okay. yes. Fabienne, Fabienne Anique, and we have most Jeff over here. We're really excited to meet Jeff. Uh, this is our first time meeting Jeff, although I've been stalking Jeff on Instagram for a while and same with my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about him too and I'm yeah. like, this yes. person is fantastic. Yeah. So we're, we are going to see where this episode goes, but it would be about hot sex, deep connection, long term relationships, also marriage, engagement, finding the the one or the thing uh, that feels like it's in true alignment for you. The precious. That my precious. Finding your precious. <laughs> yes. How to find your precious. And we'll see where else it goes because, you know, it's shameless sex. We like tangents. So before we dive in and our listeners have already heard a little bit about both of you in uh, as we read your bio in the intro, can you please tell us both how you got to where you are today in your line of work? Sure. Um, so where do I get, how do I get to where I am? Um, I, from a very young age, sex and relating and, uh, self-intimacy has been a big theme in my life, uh, having a whole bunch of planets in Libra, but then, you know, my entire family upbringing was so much about, um, communication relationships. Um, my, parent, my mom and my biological dad split when I was young and then she remarried and then, uh, they split later on. And they, there was a lot of, uh, modeling of, of communication and healthy relating and challenges and all of it. And it was always from a very young age relating and sex always felt, I, I understood the, the potency of all of it, um, and had, had a curiosity in it. And then, yeah, my own, my own emerging, sexuality and my own emerging, uh, relationships. I, I really dedicated myself from pretty early on to navigating and understanding them more deeply and trying to find ways to understand what was going on and how to really, um, hugely through my own intimacy with myself, be able to relate in better ways, be able to, to hold myself in a, in a better way in relating. And so then I started studying sexuality and, and became a sex coach. And our relationship has been a huge catalyst for, for that as well. So it's, it's like, it's work. It's my relationship. It's my relationship to myself. It's all sort of intertwined within itself. I know. Well, you've been on the show. This is a third time, but now with Jeff and, (laughs) and I know a little bit about you, Jeff, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about most Jeff? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like how I came into functioning the way that I do professionally now is like, it was out of necessity at first. At one point, uh, it was something like 10 years ago, I was going through a really, really, really hard time, like difficult, like full on crisis mode. You can call it dark night of the soul or whatever you want, but but I was in a really bad place and I was 
doing everything that I could to get out of it and nothing was really working. And eventually I happened upon the things that I do now and that I teach and that I train people in. And I learned EFT and I learned shadow integration and I learned observation of energy through meditation and so forth. And all of those combined actually started to get me out of the place that I was in that seemed inescapable at the time. And, um, and at one point I got myself out of that bad place and realized that I could just keep on going and was like, okay, well, something's clearly working here. I just want to keep on learning this because I just want to keep on feeling better. And at that point or at that stage or whatever, I developed kind of an integrative mindset. And all of a sudden I started just noticing every little bit of helpful information or methodology or modality around me and started to combine that into whatever it is that I do now. And as a result of, of that assimilation of all of these things, eventually at one point I met this one. And <laughs> even though I didn't come from a similar background, like as far as, you know, tantric sexuality, relationship, intimacy, anything, we still met and we were still capable of linking and connecting in these really specific areas that when that showed up, it was just like game over. Yeah. Speaking of game over, it was game on game because on, party on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fabi. So we've done several retreats with, with Fabian before. And this last retreat we did with her, which was, was that September, October, mm-hmm. um, we did like this beautiful retreat and, uh, she was like, I have to tell you and Amy a story. And I was like, okay. So we sat down and you had this incredible story about your engagement story. And it was at Burning Man this last year. And it brought me to literal like tears. And uh, we don't have to go deep, deep into it. But can you tell all of our listeners because it's such a magical and just like it made me believe in the power of love. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. And I lose that sometimes. So can you share your engagement story, please? For me. <laughs> yes. Let's see. We've 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 told it a lot of times. We'll see how uh, concise we can get it. <laughs> All right. So what happened was <laughs> once upon a time. Yeah, so this one time at Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I know like, the stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was um Wednesday night, uh moving into Thursday morning, and it was dusk out at Burning Man. And um, and we were it was the sky was beginning to gray, but it wasn't quite sunrise yet. And we were leaving the sound camp and like just rolling around on our bikes, um, looking at art with some friends. And I looked over my shoulder and Fabi was just like looking at me with just heart bubbles coming out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What's up, cutie? And she asked, <laughs> like, she's, she's like, Can we? have a moment really quick and I was like of course so we ditched our bikes and walked away from our friends and like walked out into the desert a little bit and sat down we were watching um watching the sunrise almost get there but we're just sitting watching the sky and she looked over at me and said I have something for you I have a gift for you and I was like great what is it (laughs) and she, she reached into her bag and pulled out this little pouch and immediately started bawling like crying ball. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. They're happening. Yeah, and, I, and I was just like, oh my God, what is this? Okay. And and she turned around and she said just the most amazing things to me along the lines of like, I wasn't even looking for you and I found you and you're just everything to me. And and she presented me this little pouch. And inside the pouch, when I opened it, was this incredibly ornate carved little wooden box. It was the most beautiful thing that I'd ever seen. It's around your neck right now, right? It's this thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Check it on YouTube, bar. everyone. Yeah. Check out YouTube. Yeah. Can you can't even it. see the intricacies because you showed me a photo. Yeah. We'll yeah. yeah it's photo amazing. Can see it up close because it's literally like it just blew my mind looking at it. And, I, and, and then my mind got blown even more because Fabi was like, I designed it. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? And so she told me the story about the box. So basically, about, it was maybe like three years before Jeff and I were dancing. We had our foreheads pressed together and we were just dancing and dancing was how we first met that was how we first connected and it's always been a very special intimate place for us to be dancing together and we had our foreheads pressed together and I had this vision and it was of this little tiny carved intricate wooden box that was our love and it contained our love and it was the most beautiful thing I'd seen and I kept sort of over the next couple of years, like envisioning this box and being like, all right, I'm going to make this somehow. And so I like kept drawing it out and I was like, what, you know, obviously I couldn't remember all the details, but I remember the gist of it. And I was, so I spent time designing it, drawing it, and then brought it to uh, somebody who does, who does laser cutting. And we worked it out to 
cut it. And he's like a woodworker too, right? It was a woodworker. Yeah, exactly. Right? That, mm-hmm. So you had, yeah, which I love that. Yeah. And then we yeah. put it together and, um, and I, yeah, ha- for a couple of months worked on, on this, creating this little piece. Right. And so she gave it to me out there and I was just like, amazing. And, and, and I was like, like I'm fiddling around with it. Like, does it open? And, and she's like, no, but you have to. And she was like, you have to keep it on yourself for all the important things. And then she looked at me, she was like, you got it. And I was like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> for sure. 100%. So, um, exactly 24 hours later, the next sunrise is when I proposed to father. And I've been thinking about it for like, I mean, I planned it for months and like had already, like when we came back to visit her family um, earlier in the summer, I stole away and got like some private time with her mom and her dad, asked them both individually for their blessing. Um, And like one of the last things I did before heading out into the desert was pick up a ring, just like, because I wasn't entirely sure what it was gonna look like out there because it's a constantly shifting environment and there's so many different variables to account for. And it's like, what if there's a dust storm? Like, what if something crazy happens? Like, oh my God, I just kind of have to be on alert and hope that the, perfect opportunity presents itself and I can capitalize on it. So I was like going in like ready, like coming in hot and at the same time needing to hide this ring because we were living in a tent together. And it was still like, it was kind of ambiguous and it was just like, I wasn't sure if it was the right time to do it at Burning Man simply because I was like 98% sure that she was going to say yes. But it was just a lot of lines. I just wanted it to be like, I just wanted it to be so perfect for her. Like just wanted it to be the most special thing for her. So it was all around like, you know, timing and setting and so forth. And like, it was difficult out there that year, just condition wise. So I was kind of like, ah, like, okay, I want to, but like, uh, like what if, what if? And then after she gave me this, then that's when I like was going to sleep that night and like just up thinking about the box, thinking about like everything that had clearly been put into it. And also thinking about how I'd wanted to give her, you know, her own playa gift, her own gift out there. And the only thing that I could think of that would even come close to matching the degree of devotion and artistry and mastery and obsession that she put into this was represented in the ring that I bought, which is like my answer to that. It's like any, like that same degree of energy, like I put into our relationship and our love and so forth. So it's the only thing that I could come even close to matching this. And I wasn't even trying to, you know, like one up or anything because look at it, (laughs) Um, but I got just, I got crazy emotional when I thought about it and was like, okay, this is happening. Like this is happening. This feels crazy, but I remember her talking about that. She was like, you're like, oh, this is like going through a process or something a little bit. She's like, what's going on? Wait, but then tell the best part though, because the best part is this okay, is like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the totally. best sure. part. Yeah. Like, yeah, I sure. love it. So it's like, like okay, so like 24 hours later. Gonna cry. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. So 24 hours later, right? Like we're sitting, like we had decided to get up and like, and get and catch, catch an early night so we could wake up and watch sunrise together. That was part of my plan. I was like, can we watch sunrise again? Mm-hmm. And so we hollered out. I thought that I was going to get up early enough to like make us drinks and like, you know, but we kind of slept in because we were just exhausted and like woke up and, and, and Fabi was like, Oh God, like, I don't know. It's, I'm really tired. And in my head, I'm like, okay, like, don't push yourself. I'm about to make a promise to always take care of you no matter what, like, but <laughs> it's not the right time. And, and like, let's just sleep in. And, and she's like, no, 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 it's important to you. I'll do anything for you. And that's when I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, all right, girl, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> so we hopped on our bikes and rode back out in the desert. And like, I'm like struggling. Meanwhile, yeah, like, you were like, you're like, God, why are we doing this right now? What's the urgency? He straight up was okay. like, babe, you okay? I was like, my yeah. body said no, but my heart said yes. Guys, <laughs> coconut water's <laughs> Right. So, so we make it out to the desert and we're sitting watching the sunrise and I'm like shaking and crying. Just like, this is really going to happen. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I just always get, it's sunrise. I always get emotional and so forth. And like, wasn't entirely, it's still like running into my head. Like, is this the right time? Is this the right time? And then I see that the sun has started to crest the horizon and I had always imagined that it's sunrise at Burning Man. So it had to be right then. And my whole being was like, now or never, bro, now or never. And I, and I was like, I don't know. And like something came over me and I turned to her. And when I turned to her, my entire emotional body like ripped apart. And like, and I was sobbing before I could even say anything and was like, I actually have applied. <laughs> 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 and she felt it and she's crying before I can finish saying it and I, and I have her close her eyes and I say some things and when she opens I'm on my knees in front of her holding this engagement ring in its little container mm-hmm. and like and she tells me later about these thoughts that she's having yeah basically like, I was like 
it's probably a necklace. It's probably, I was like, there's no way. I was I was not not she did not get it. Yeah. She, yeah. She's like, this cannot be what it is. So she opens the box and sees an engagement ring in it and just cries. And I start crying. I'm like, it's working. All right. Ah. And like, and then we both have this really intense you know, moment. And then she kind of like looks up at me, like, are you gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, take a deep breath, like you know, like center my center my entire being and then ask the question, like, will you marry me? And she's like, ah, and I'm like, ah, and we're both like, ah. <laughs> like, energetic things are happening between the two of us and like and we had you know this thing happens and then like i look up at her like are you gonna say something <laughs> she's like not saying anything you're like what's happening say anything. So is that a no is that a no the two percent chance that you was off <laughs> like damn it i, I did <laughs> not get this right like, i didn't brief, get it right. straight up in the brief eternity that happened like we looked at each other and she didn't say yes and she didn't say no what she said was i said open the box <laughs> And I freaked out. I freaked out, started laughing, started crying, and was like, you told me that it didn't open. And she showed me the secret latch that she had designed into the box that I was wearing around my neck. And out that of it. Fell waterlogged. Out, out, outside of it. That means he really <laughs> never takes it off. Is and a scroll, a little scroll. What was it? What yeah, came yeah, out of it? Like a tiny little scroll with one little intricate cursive word. Yes. That you wrote, Bobby, right? You had written that on there, beautifully scrolled. I had written yes on it. I thought maybe he'd wear this box for years before he asked me to marry him. I was like, he'll wear my yes until it's the moment. And it happened to be 24 hours later. Wow. I just fucking love that. Yeah. (laughs) And the box is, I mean, that is just a beautiful proposal. It's and does, it have, does it get more beautiful? It doesn't. It doesn't. In my opinion, I'm like, you can't write that shit. Like, you can't make it up. Like, that's like... People say that's out of the movies, but then that would be cheesy. Like, this is better than the movies. This is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, that's so beautiful. And just the power of three years, three years of you also envisioning this box. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the slurpy stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. What's up, Shameless Sex Fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also... Let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful, right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want it, hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> 
Well, what comes to mind is that, so you were talking about, and I think we'll get into this, the alignment piece, because you said a 98% chance she would say yes. She was <laughs> like, I know, I know you're going to ask me at some point. I just don't know when it is. Uh-huh. And so you're talking about how you have these different paths. She was on this tantric path that you weren't on that one, but you were doing other work with, you know, the shadow and the, in your, the, your, your inner self. And yet so you were able to come together and really meet each other. What I'm hearing is like, even though nothing's for sure, you're like, oh, guaranteed he's going to ask me tomorrow or she's going to say yes. Um, Cause we never know that, but you felt obviously very aligned, which brings me to um, the alignment piece here. So how did you both know that this was the thing? You know, how, how do you know that that alignment is there? And so, so big, so great, so important that you really want to continue to build this life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been an evolving thing over the past years. It's been an evolving, uh, seeing how we approach everything, seeing how we approach conflict, seeing how we approach um, growth, seeing how we approach uh, intimacy. But then on another level, from very, very early on, it was very clear from from our very first interaction, which was on the dance floor. It was very, you know, I, I felt him picking up very subtle energetic cues that I was that I was putting out. And that wasn't something that I was, that I was necessarily, that that's not something that you find in everybody. So very quickly, I felt that. And, you know, also just in the realm of sexuality, I have had many experiences of as a, as a sex coach and as somebody who's studied and, and practiced a lot in that realm, a lot of sort of like showing people things or being in a specific role that is fun, but sometimes it's great when somebody just meets you and holds you and surpasses you and shows you things in something that's actually the profession that you made for yourself. And so from very early on, there was this, um, we were coming from different places, right? He also wasn't this like tantric fuck boy who was like, you know, tantric I like that saying though. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, you know, he was like, Oh yeah, I circulate my energy because that's what makes sense for me. That's what gives me the most amount of energy or like I'm dedicated to my Kung Fu practice and my, energetic and emotional hygiene. And so there was this, there was this like feeling of being met in a way while coming from a completely different place that was so inspiring and then just has continued to show up in the ways that we, that we meet in lovemaking, in conflict, in challenging moments, in growth moments. Well, and you both are healers. Uh, you really are. And, um, what we will talk about, um, most Jeff's work and Fabian, you've talked about your work before and, you both are practitioners and you have, you, you implement all of these things that, that are on many sides. They're usually, they're not Western medicine, but they're very powerful, potent tools that help a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. so like, I have so much gratitude for the work that you're doing and then coming together as two healers, because there's a level of understanding when you're working with, with people's sexuality for one. And then um, on the other side, um, and Jeff, you talk about your work uh, later, but from my understanding, it's just both very potent that you are each other's one, one. I like to call it the one, one, the one, one. So that was just my, <laughs> um, my little tangent, but there is a common, there's, there's such a common, we, we've talked about this before and we've mentioned it about putting a ring on it. It's going to fix everything. As soon as you put a ring on it, you're mine. But obviously we know that we don't own people and it's a level of commitment, but is it possible that putting a ring on it will fix everything? Will it? Or is commitment and marriage, does that just create more safety and security for people? I would love for you to touch on that. Well, yeah, I, like thinking about that question, like the, the the belief that just putting a ring on it will fix everything, like that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We were she saying like we definitely don't agree with that. But no, we don't, but it's a good question. Exactly. Right? But, but there are well, people who think that. Like they think yeah, yeah. yeah. if you get, no, no, if you no, get that, sure. then we're like, safe. No, it's like I mean that's a, it's that's a, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot contained within that that belief. Um, like just just looking at it like analytically, tuning to tuning into commitment, it's like like, yeah, but depending on like, I mean, commitment to what, right? Like commitment to growth, commitment to repair commitment to like, you know, like, I mean, staying true to yourself while at the same time holding the other person in their highest, like, yeah, like all of those things are like 100% extremely helpful in our relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier and we were talking about like the things that create safety um, in, in our relationship. And there's a lot there. One of the biggest things though, at one point was when we both communicated to each other, like kind of early on, early on how we would both be, even though this was clearly the thing, like, and it was very, very apparent, like, super early on from our first interaction, just like Fabi said, it was like, okay, this is really special. And then eventually it's like, okay, this is clearly my person, like 100%. And 
um there also was a point when we both like firmly communicated to each other like hey and like this is the best thing that i've ever been in and i can't imagine like this is beyond what i thought i could imagine and i would be willing to walk away from this if that was what was the most like the healthiest thing to do like i would not stay like both of us were willing to you know less afraid of being alone than staying in something that did not feel healthy and in communicating that willingness and that capacity to be able to be and like on our own, that actually created a whole massive amount of safety and trust and respect with each other, which then led for another even deeper level of intimacy. Right. And that was during a, a period of challenge. That was a, during a struggle period where we were like, I absolutely adore you. And this is so wonderful in so many ways. And there are these other things. And if this isn't, if this isn't healthy or if this isn't good, if this doesn't feel good to us in, you know, in, in some deep ways, like we will step away if that's what we need to do for ourselves. And that created such a safety in our own trust of I, you're choosing to dedicate yourself to yourself and therefore I can trust you to take care of you. Right. But then piggybacking on like something that something that you said about commitment, like it also became really clear, like at one point uh, throughout, like, I mean, not I mean, even moving into it and like making the decision um, and like or or everything that went along the lines with like just imagining what this would like what like imagining the person that I needed to be to be able to ask that question or to be able to look her her parents in the eye and say like when everybody else drops the ball, I will catch it. And like it was mm. just hardcore identity work and it really did. There was some sort of like archetypal shift that happened and just like making like claiming that and and like voluntarily stepping into that degree of devotion and commitment and like and, and it shifted a lot of things for both of us and and then and, and like this i'm trying to figure out how to work a meme around it now which is like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waiting for that one apparently you have fire memes. memes i've heard your memes are just Fuego. both of them so, do i better check yeah, yeah that's the next meme coming up yeah, yeah. But the, the idea that like the highest levels of functionality and performance like really seem to be well there's certain high levels of functionality and performance that only seem to be activated or accessed through like commitment through the frequency mm -hmm. of commitment like you're all in yeah yeah and so it's like it definitely enhanced us to a certain degree it definitely like just like unlocked more of what was already there i probably wouldn't lean to it and like lean, lean towards it as a like this is going to fix everything it's like no like what's going to fix everything is like a willingness to look at the hard things and to be with the hard things and like communicate and be honest and vulnerable and all of that like like what the work is going to fix the thing <clears throat> but, and the commitment is to that work right yeah. mm -hmm. and that's yes. something that i've seen shift i mean i've seen our love making i've seen our sex shift into just even more of a claiming but i've also seen our conflict shift into even more of a i am i have committed to working through this right, right? Mm -hmm. so it does create a little bit like more safety and security in a sense like at least it has for us uh, just like okay like i mean because i'm making this decision and she's experiencing like we, we just what it communicates to both of us on like just like a deep like a somatic and psychological level like there's definitely been an increase in relaxedness and ease even when there has been conflict it's like all right cool like no even though we already it was clear like yeah this is the thing like it's still it just made it even more of that mm -hmm. so yeah I, I love that so i had a friend that recently asked me a mutual friend we won't use names but recently asked me what i'm someone who's i'm not set on getting married like i, I, mean, I would like to have a celebration of my my relationship you don't want to marry me i april and i already married so we're that's married. why i can never we're get married, married. anyways because we're married yeah. and it's california you can only marry one person at a time so uh but when april and i get divorced i you know i might i might want to get married doing air quotes because it's not but not the traditional way that people do it um and i'm a little bit of a rebel and i there's a lot certain things within, within the institution that i personally don't love but i'm i'm not saying this for other people this is just amy um and i had a friend that recently asked you know you're someone who is not set on getting married but you're open to it um i don't want to birth human children in this lifetime so when you're in a relationship this is my friend asking me this how do you know you're safe then and i was like honestly i think the greatest thing that makes you feel safe is that as long as myself and, and my partner that i'm with are very committed to doing the work mm -hmm. our personal work and our work in the relationship and when one or both of those goes out the door then i don't feel safe and in fact, I could be, I could probably be married and I have a partner who, you know, I have a ring on it with the government documentations and everything. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm not willing to do the work. And then I, I'm fucked. You know, I'm, I'm screwed. That's what I happened feel to me. I got married and I was unsafe yeah, in that. And it was like, he didn't want to do the work. So and, I was like, okay. And I don't think anyone could promise. Like I promise I'll always do the work because, you know, sometimes people hit moments like I'm just too exhausted. And the hope is that that can shift. But I like what you said, because I think that yeah. that says a lot. And it's not just working on the relationship where we go to couples therapy. It's ourselves and the relational dynamic. And I like what you said, when it doesn't feel like it's aligned or feeling really good, that we're going to choose that before just like, oh, we should do this because that's what you're supposed the to do. The individuality though, that is something that I've seen. Yeah. 
because this is the first time I've met most Jeff and I've hung out with Fabi many times and had conversations because you both are on your own journeys, mm -hmm. which is so important, which, yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, it's like ties the, into this. It's the individual journeys and then the collective journeys. Cause like what Esther Perel, right. If we're too, on, too much on the individual journeys. We're like, hello, where'd you go? And yeah. if we're too much enmeshed in each other. Then it's like, can I get some spice? And the codependency <laughs> kicks in. You're so codependent. You're like, what are you doing? And then there's, there could be residual feelings of jealousy yeah. or, or there's, there's a lot of things that can come up and that's, that's a thing. And, so that's and, a good point. And one other thing I'll just say before we move, move on to more about you all is um, there's some, I think, Bobby, you know, I won't say their name here, but um, one of our, someone that's been a teacher within our community, uh, he said that the having a, uh, you know, marriage commitment, marriage, where you actually like do whatever the documents or whatever you're doing that makes it harder to leave. And he's not saying this, like, do it so that's harder for you to leave. But he's like, well, there, one of the blessings is there's no easy back door because it's a process. Just like, I mean, April, would you say it takes six hours to get married and six months to get divorced? Or something? At least that's a minimum. Like getting married. Yeah. I mean, I got six married minutes. at a courthouse yeah. and that took about 45 minutes yeah. and to get divorced took at least six months. I don't even know if my divorce is actually ever finalized. Are I have you, no idea. Wait, is your marriage to two people? Jesus, yeah, yeah. Andrew, I know. So don't call the authorities. Uh oh, was, so I, but I liked that. Like that got back. Like, I've, I've been like not, not anti-marriage for other people, for myself, because for various things like LGBTQ rights, the very all kinds of things that are just kind of personal to me. I, but I like that. I was like interesting perspective. So like we, you, not that you're trapped, but there, it's a little less open to just like you know what, fuck this, this isn't working. I'm out. Right. Um, and so I that I appreciate it, but I think that people look at that as the end all band-aid like well once I get it I'm safe I'm cool obviously we're saying no that doesn't because you can still get divorced people do you cheat have affairs a divorce is just a breakup things. with paperwork that's what I call it it's expensive well. break <laughs> <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by omgs.com I've been recommending omgs to my clients for years now and it's completely changed their lives including that of my own omgs utilizes scientific research research of real vulvas showing techniques to pleasure the pussy. And then they turn the research into tasteful, educational, short videos, animated modules, and infographics. And here's the thing. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Hey, vulva owners, want to transform your own orgasms from good to out of this world? Or vulva admirers, want to up your pussy pleasure skills? Well, you gotta check OMGS out now. OMGS studied more than 20,000 people of all ages from 18 to 95. There are three seasons. This is not a subscription service. And you don't need to download anything. There's external pleasure, internal pleasure, and a season all about sex toys. Your purchase helps fund more research, and it's an incredible gift. Go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com slash shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. So anyways, okay. If you, I mean, if you have more to say about that, you're, go ahead. And um, I also am curious what you think really are the underlying qualities that make your relationship work. And I know you've shared some of them, but like, what are some of the key like nuggets of gold that we should hear about that really makes it work for you? Yeah. I think each of our willingness to do our work, each of our willingness to be with discomfort, <laughs> <laughs> to be with all of the stuff that comes up and to really be with it and to be with it longer than is comfortable. <laughs> Sometimes in short sips, you know, we do the best that we can. But um, I think you, you, when we were talking about this earlier, you were saying like under, there's like an underlying grit of like, I'm going to keep looking at what's there. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep being here. I'm going to keep continuing to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and we kind of, I mean, it's, we were, individually equipped with kind of like an aptitude for it just based on based on our inner our like our self-practice our self-work and like you know like the the ability to i mean the like the practice technique of looking at our own shadows so which is fantastic because like just all of your stuff gets brought up in relationship and all of a sudden you just have a really 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 defined and reflective mirror just highlighting like everything that you know i mean you just get close enough to something then all of your tender bits are going to bump up to each other and so having like having the mindset of how like how any conflict is actually a vehicle into a deeper sense of connectivity if you're mm -hmm. truly looking, right and and like how everything that gets presented is actually an opportunity to either address some sort of unmet underlying need or to be able to take like you know manageable action which also addresses some other fundamental needs so it's like 
there's just, I mean, I kind of joked about it at first of that because getting involved with a relationship and intimacy coach is like, wow, like I am in a full on relationship boot camp right now. <laughs> All the time. You're like, damn it. And then he does, he's a shadow works that specialist. So it's just like, oh my God. That's a good <laughs> blend. Well, and that's the thing though. So the shadow part, when I think of shadow, it's like, hey, guess what? Sometimes shit's ugly. And stuff can be ugly. It's not always going to be rainbows, motherfucking butterflies, the <laughs> orgasms that you're like, wow, da da, Sabenya. You know, it's like, the gremlin you're like, <laughs> sometimes it can be ugly. Sometimes you're like, yo, things aren't so beautiful and in the light, they can be in the shadow. Straight up. And that's like, and it's one of the things that created the most, at least like for me, it created the most, one of the most powerful or potent senses of like admiration and trust and respect was just how willing this person is and owning the, like the, the bits that are uncomfortable and like it models it really really well um and like and so modeling what like skillful vulnerability looks like and how that mm -hmm. translates into like once again it's like how can you really like love somebody or how can you be loved if you don't really allow yourself to be seen and so mm -hmm. like, and so that's definitely something it's like not only like the willingness on both of our parts to just like put it all down and be like actually like here's what's up and here's the honest thing and here's the thing that I really don't want to bring attention to like that's one thing but th that's definitely a necessary component but then also as a result of you know the inner work on the other part they don't shy away from that they don't pull away from that they don't get triggered or they can manage their own you know whatever in the face and still be a welcoming safe receptive place for that vulnerability and that is continuously just been like when the other person gets excited when you show you know like the thing that you're most ashamed about and like that creates a lot of safety and a lot of connection and trust when they're like cool shadows awesome let's exactly. dive in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well and i know for myself like as a you know as a sex and intimacy coach if something comes up around intimacy or around sex it's like also doubled with the like how have i not figured this out by now like this is my profession and to have someone just so to have somebody to, to workshop all of the things that are like the most, I mean, dealing with things around, around sex and intimacy, it's so, it's so vulnerable. And, um, you know, I'm, it, it's so ironic because I'm holding space for people in that all the time. And then there are these moments where things will come up and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and just having, yeah, having the space to practice that level of vulnerability and because it's always changing right there's never a set one set mechanism of this as soon as we implement these three things exactly. we're gonna be great forever forever it's like no no bro no you're gonna have yeah. to shift some things and things are gonna change no matter you're the two you're two of the same humans right, right. but we have emotions and feelings and circumstance mm -hmm. and uh, well, all things come out too that we I mean we can't see everything all away. I mean, I don't at least I'll speak for myself. I haven't seen I wish everything I could. all. Away. That would be amazing. That'd be I'm awesome. Like, Where did this come I, from? I don't know. No, no instead <laughs> it's like shit. I I didn't know this thing was in there, or like, oh my god, I'm working on this thing still. Okay. Yeah, here we go. I, mean, I thought this was fucking buried. Damn it. Yeah. I've gotten I've gotten really good in this relationship with because you know, over the course of my life, there have been so many times where I like just want them to read my mind and I just want to get what it is that I need that I don't even know what I need, and I just want them to get it. And I've gotten really good at being like, babe, can you hold my face in your hands and then kiss my eyelids and tell me them so beautiful. And like, like getting really specific. And instead of being like, he didn't give me what I need. Instead being like, I think this might be exactly what I need. Can we try it out? <laughs> and like just yeah. leaning into the vulnerability of asking for what we need in, in the realm of like affirmations and like all these other little things that I was so ashamed of before that I needed. And, and just being like, this is what I need in this yeah, in this moment, in this relationship, in this, in this lovemaking session and whatever it is. And as tuned in as you two are, it's still, it's evident. And we want to talk a little bit about the tools, but not, you know, your partner's not a mind reader. You're like, yo, I know, even though we know each other so well and so deeply, you're not a mind reader. I still have to ask you for the kissing of the eyelids or scratching of the back or the, Hey, can you braid my hair? And can we talk about like Barbies? I don't fucking know. You know, I'm just like, like whatever, whatever you're into, I'm just like throwing out some random weird. I like that one. That's fun. That's what April. Okay. Apparently I need to get some Barbies over here. Dude, I had like 75 Barbies growing up. They're like my obsession. But we we talk we about that on another anytime show. you want. Uh, oh, thank you. So so we so a few tools. So yeah. obviously that the ability to ask for what you want seems like a, a big one. The ability to uh, have your independence and not have to be drawn to the any any sort of codependency, right? So mm -hmm. what other tools 
do you believe would be helpful for other folks to know if they're want if they want to grow and nourish their relationship? What what do you think would be effective for those folks out there that work for you? One thing is like self practice, and that's been so important to both of us. Hence, also why both of us teach that so much in in our work is self pleasure practice, energetic practice, getting your setting your energy, dealing with your emotions, getting really taking care of your own strengthening your own inner ability to take care of yourself, ability to take care of the other person, ability to be with what is ability to explore your own sexuality so that you can meet like that self-practice has been such a core piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of that core, like all that coalesces into like, I mean, like I'm a huge, huge, huge EFT, like emotional freedom technique user. Um, So tapping how that combines with shadow integration or parts work, um, the meditation practice and just observing like sensation in my body, that is just one of the hugest things, like the, the ability to notice like the small little tiny things going on in myself. That's like how I developed the deep, deep listening to be able to meet her and like and how that all translates into like a hygienic practice for both of us, where it's like not only like emotional and energetic, like hygiene and maintenance, but also the ability to like use any trigger as like a catalyst to actually be able to explore like the deepest parts of ourselves and like address attachment wounding, address address previous like any I mean basically anything serves as both the medicine and the teacher um, mm-hmm. if you got the right tools and the right mindset. So I love so because earlier you said how can you love or be loved? I might not be saying this perfectly um, without the willing to be seen. And originally, I thought it was like, is he going to say without loving yourself? Because that's a hard one for a lot of people. They're like, what if oh, I never yeah. fully love it? I but you said being seen. And that was like, that was really And the energetic powerful. hygiene. I've, yeah, that's a new one for me I've too. received <laughs> a lot of really good buzzworthy feeds from no you. One good uh, most, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like, I'm like, wow, that is very intelligent. And like, you should trademark that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I, so I, before I go into this other juicy question for you all, I was thinking about the, you know, the, yeah, the nourishment pieces and, you know, that you're using here to tend to the relationship. One th- thought that came up before I go into another juicy topic, just real quick. What if, so say Fabi's like, Hey, can you give me a hug and kiss my eyelids and pet my head? And you're like, you know, I'm not there right now. What is, what is your advice to people who, cause you're, this is like a constant dance, right? So what if one partner's like, or they're resentful. They're like, you know, I feel like I haven't been receiving much of touch with you. So how can that person respond in a way that's helpful? And how does the person that maybe feels rejected, how can they navigate that? Okay, gotcha. So to be able to like the way that I would respond and like the way that I've learned to respond in a way that is most helpful, which is just like the difference between night and day, like, and I, and I really noticed the shift in this relationship. And it was like, and it was because I noticed it modeled to me at one point, and then I just tried it out. and was like, Oh, this works, which is, is like the ability to be able to say, I'm noticing that I am experiencing shutdown right now, or I'm feeling closed, or I'm like noticing that I'm angry or resentful or whatnot. And just being able to actually just observe and name what I am experiencing as opposed to automatically reacting from it before my thought has caught up or before my thinking is even, you know, like become aware of it. Like that is like, that is a huge, huge, huge shift in being able to relate effectively, at least in my, in my experience and being able to name what I am experiencing and observe it before reacting from it. Like that, because it, it, it creates the space for like, to be able to, you know, communicate to the other person, like, Hey, I'm just, I'm not there right now, but to be able to do so in a way that they can actually hear, mm-hmm. uh, well, to create as much of a probability for them to be able to hear. Right? Sometimes that, I can hear it. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. My head. <laughs> right. Like that, that, that would be, I mean, that would be, that would be my go-to is just like, if you can just be honest and transparent about what you're experiencing in the moment and to be able to do that, like as like cleanly as possible, that creates like the most buffer to be able to say like, Hey, like I can't, I can't meet you right now, or I can't give you what you need right now. And it's just, be, and it's, and it's just because this is where I'm at right now. And like, and also, you know, when I'm back in my body or back regulated or back, like, you know, when I'm down from like, you know, a nine back down to like a three trigger, like then I'll be open and available and we can come back to connection and love and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is, this is where I'm at right now. And this is, and this is the best that I can communicate it. And that's a huge thing too, is just being like, Hey, I'm actually been like being able to say, I'm actually so triggered right now that it's actually affecting my ability to communicate that I'm triggered. Like, so I'm going to do <laughs> what I can to communicate this, but it's probably just going to be verbal diarrhea all over the place because, 
because I'm literally just trying to, you know, think mm -hmm. out loud right now. And I'm, you know, and, and my thinking is affected by whatever emotions I'm, I'm dealing with. Like that's, those are all, you know, potential mm -hmm. templates and it's yeah. still hard as, hard as fuck. Regardless. And then on the opposite side, Fabi, if that did happen and he couldn't meet you, it's not like you're taking things personally, right? Because yeah, you're doing, right? <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes, sometimes some I'm taking it ever so personally. <laughs> We're not but perfect. I'm doing, okay. Yes, I'm doing my best. <laughs> and, and, you know, this, this also, I think external support also it plays into this so much. We both are really good at, uh, we both do session trades with, uh, with friends of ours. We both have practitioners that we go to for support. We have support outside of the relationship. Um, we have the most incredible couples counselor ever, Jamie Williams, who actually, I believe you went to Somatica training with Amy. Oh, maybe we're in the same class. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, but she, like just having, having a support system where we can workshop all the things and then, and then not just sort of like pour everything onto each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Also having an awareness of our, like of our own attachment dynamics as well and being like, okay, like you're actually like, yeah. okay, you're islanding right now. Like you're going to be like, this is, this is actually just part of my, my functioning. I'm actually like, I need to be like, become quiet and introverted so I can like get myself back into myself as opposed to, and also recognizing that at times that's going to be incredibly triggering for, for, the other for, for mommy tsunami over here, yeah. <laughs> mommy tsunami. <laughs> I like that mommy tsunami. That's, That's like a most trademark. Yeah. Mommy tsunami. <laughs> That's when you're like, what's going on? You're like, eyelids. I'm feeling a lot. <laughs> Coming all tsunami onto the island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So we have to move to another topic. Is this <laughs> the best sex you've ever had? the show definitely yeah this is actually yeah. this is actually the only sex <laughs> that's it that's it that's all yeah compare, a lot to compare to <laughs> like when you're like my favorite nephew and i only have one nephew you're my favorite, you're my favorite. <laughs> yeah yeah oh my God. Uh, no. Uh, no it for sure is and it's so much of what we've already spoken about around that safety and that patience that patience with each other in in sexuality and in um, you know, the, the ability to be vulnerable, the ability to be patient with ourselves and with each other and understanding of each other's whole history. Plus he practices Kung Fu, which automatically makes you an awesome lover. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a deep nice. meditator and meditators make great lovers. For sure. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like just and also just like I mean, there's a constant and increasing like once again every time we move through, you know, like whatever the thing happens to be, then there's just another deeper level of whatever. And so there's just been a continuous, just full bodied fuck yes on both sides for mm -hmm. since like our first dance, basically. Mm. Yum. All right. Well, let's continue on to the topic of hot sex. So hot sex and long term relationships. What are your top tips for creating and maintaining fulfilling sex and long term relationships, including marriage? <laughs> number one thing that i would say is touch yourself like really i know for for myself when i step away from my self-pleasure practice or my my curiosity and exploration that's when it start there starts to be a lapse that's where there starts to be some like a little bit more, you know, like less of something. And then when I come back to my practice and I discover myself and I get curious and then, then I have more to bring to our connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like two things immediately come to mind for me. Like one is like developing, like developing a degree of patience and curiosity and observation, like just in yourself, because because what I notice is that in being able to be with the different things that come up for me in a better way, then like that also means that I can be with, you know, anything else that comes up in, you know, everything that comes up in my relationship in a similar way. It's a reflection of how I already engage with parts of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so, and uh, which once again, and like that degree of patience and understanding is just so nurturing and, you know, in any intimate setting, especially that intimate setting. Um, as well as this riffs off of what Fabienne just said, which is, developing like a very deep and peaceful and reverent relationship mm -hmm. with my own sexual energy and being able to rest in that and tend to that and nurture that like that affects the way in which like the way in which I move in the world mm -hmm. and um and the way in which we engage with each other and it's like it's one of the most powerful and potent things that I've experienced as a result of just exploring in this level of relationship and like just intimacy, like with self and as that translates into intimacy with the world around me. 
That's beautiful. Well, I have one really important question um, to ask you both. And are we invited to the wedding? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. It's the most important question to interview. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear your speech. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl. We have a good oh, one. Oh, girl. Oh, you know. Yeah, she's going to give a speech and sing you songs. It's going to be great. No, we, In fact, we I want a show. I want oh, a whole yeah. little show. Oh. Yeah. I, I got show. You I got, got you. Yeah. Most people like Chippendales. We're Chip, Chip and Dip. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that was a joke, but um, no, oh, I'm serious. Really. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how can would you please tell folks how they can find you, work with you? I know you have some some retreats coming up. There's some courses you're offering. Uh, this is 2023 now, so please let folks uh, also your social handles so they can see your fucking memes. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about all of it. Right. So um, you can find me at fabianameek.com or at fabianameek. Pretty straightforward if you can spell it right. <laughs> As two ends, everyone. Two ends. It'll be in our show notes too. Yeah. It will yeah. Be. <laughs> um, two ends and two ends in the first name and the last yeah, name. Exactly. Okay. And yeah, I've got a sexual self mastery for men course. And that will be opening up again. We're starting again in February. It's an amazing group of guys every single time. It's just absolutely incredible. And it's all about developing your sexual practice, developing your own sexual mastery and your own sexual practice within your own um, within your own body and self so that you can really come to sex with that. And then I've got a dating course that's um, also primarily for men. And then we've got a retreat coming up in February. That's uh, shout out UFT. It's hugely his methodology. Mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in, and so the way that you can get in contact with me or check me out is um, most Jeff M O S J E F dot co not com dot co because someone else picked up the other thing. I think, <laughs> I think, Oh, I think we can buy it. I think it's oh, get it. Oh, oh, get yeah. it this, before this episode. I comes check It'll be pretty apparent regardless when, when you get to it. And then also, um, most jet, most underscore underscore Jeff on Instagram. Um, I'm probably the only cognitive design specialist that's going to pop up when, when mm. and it's just like, I mean, check out for the fire memes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cognitive oh, yeah. design specialist. I'm getting so many good things from you. Cognitive design specialist. <laughs> well, no, I know. That's why it's so fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um so both like a, I want to be your manager. Can I just be your manager? Yeah, totally for sure. <laughs> your yeah. one manager, but <laughs> <laughs> just like like straight up, it's like nice to meet you. Come to the wedding, you're my manager. That escalated. <laughs> That's cool. really I just inserted life. myself into yeah. your fucking life real quick. Get in here. You're I use loop okay. first before I insert myself into your life okay yeah. i use the loop it's nice to work with professionals i appreciate yeah. it <laughs> um so yeah so that, so uh so my website instagram facebook those are all places that you can get at me and check out um like yeah like i mean my container work with coaching my courses like i have a self-healer program and training intensives and that's what we're talking about now which is in uh, february we're running the second round of the sanctum which is our transformational healing intensive that also serves as a practitioner certification in largely in the modalities that we all use to be who we are and to serve people in the way that we do. And this is all basically stemmed or stemmed from, these are the things that we had to learn in order to be able to do what we do and um, take care of ourselves in this way. And it also just made us and has continued to make us extremely valuable to the people around us as well. So. If we do say that ourselves. We're not trying to toot our own horns, but beep beep. <laughs> no, he, he, and, and well deserved. Um, I would give you a trumpet rather than a horn, you know, like a specific type of horn because you're so fantastic and a trumpet is loud and proud and that's like the thing. Like y'all, yeah, you just have like some skills. So to everyone listening out there, like these folks are legit like they help people and not only th this was a display of their relationship yes but it's also a display of how relationships can be successful how love can be there even in long-term relationships uh and it's still there and you can cultivate you can cultivate a happy life with your partner and uh there are tools and it takes work on both sides it takes together work it takes separate work it takes shadow work fucking shadows we love those um because without the shadows you know like you, you need to see the shadows so well, you can't um, go anywhere without your shadows no you can't there. yeah it's there it's it's not haunting you though it's there and you can like 
you can put an arm around your shadow and say, yo, what's up? I like you. Um, meme about I don't that. love you yet. I don't love you yet, but I like you a lot. Uh, so uh, before we have to say goodbye, I don't want to. I never want to say goodbye uh, because it's see you later, first of all. And second of all, uh, Amy has something to share um, because do not press stop or switch to another podcast because you need to listen to a sizzler a trailer do you all want an rv an rv RV. at the end of this episode do you want to i want to get double teamed in my rv come on april i'm raising my hand yes (laughs) yes uh but before she introduces this i just want to i just want to invite everyone out there listening please go ahead give us five stars on iTunes and Spotify because it helps more folks find people like Fabian and most Jeff and that there it's a free it's free it's a free it's a free for you so <laughs> that's why we need you to give us your your payment is five stars and you don't have to write a, a total huge novel you can just give us a couple of emojis you can give the wet emoji if you, Ooh, you know if you like it wet uh an eggplant you can give I don't care you can give a fucking dog emoji whatever you want like we we appreciate it. It just helps more people find this podcast out there in the realm of uh, media, which is vast. Uh, ah, what am I missing? I'm not going to say chat for now because it's not chat for now um, because Amy's going to talk about double teamed. You got the reviews. We love all of our listeners. We love. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, I didn't say that. You, you feel yeah. like there's too much shadow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just My shadow. <laughs> it was the shadows. Her oh. shadow was just talking. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, we yeah, lots of love for all of our listeners, for our guests, Fabienne and most Jeff over here. And um, so we are part of a wonderful podcast network called Pleasure Podcast. Shout out to Cam from Sex Talk with My Mom. We are so stoked to be part of the sex positive network. It says Cammy on here, by the way, oh, which, I, which I thought well, was awesome. Cam, so Cammy works with Pleasure Podcast oh, Network and has her own podcast with Nikki. Yeah. I thought you misspelled Cam. No, so double, so double teams. We're doing a different uh, Sizzla at the end of each episode, I think through February, and uh, it's featuring other podcasts in our network. And we all have different focuses and energies. uh, So there's something for everyone. And this one is double teamed. No, we're not going in my RV, even though April wants to go, but double teamed uh, is the name of the podcast. It's about non-monogamy, sexuality and kink and so much more uh, with Cammie and Nikki. And you have to check it out. So stay tuned. It's just a short little Sizzla. And if you want to go listen, you can go find them. And the links are in the show notes. Uh, and go check them out and join our wonderful network. Are you ready, Chip? I'm ready. Here we go. You know, there's more to life than just vanilla sex with one person. So let's talk about it. Hi, guys. This is Cammie. And this is Nikki. And, and we, we are Double, Double Team Podcast. Podcast. Are you DTF? Come join the Double Team fam every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bring an open mind, your favorite butt plug, and let's talk kink, non-monogamy, and sexuality. Sex parties, threesomes, maybe a little bit of knife play, all things we know and love. We hope this is a safe space for you to learn, explore, and share some laughs with us along the way. And come be our bestie. Connect with us on social media. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and more. All of these links are available on our website, doubleteamedpodcast.com. We are so glad that you're here and we can't wait to get to know you. Don't forget, wear condoms. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.